Byron, Mississippi. It's Lakeshore Church. Matthew chapter 4 in the Christian Standard, verses 18 through 22, we find these words recorded. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The first thing I want to do today with, with, is put the text that you heard in, in context for us today and what was going on here. The first thing I think about, and we all need to know this, is that we are all fish. Uh, he's going to make us them fishers of men, meaning all of us are fish. We come to Christ because the Father draws us. The bait is out in front of us, and we realize we need to take part of that. And then Jesus cleans the fish. Hmm. He said in the passage, he said, follow me and I will make you. And you'll hear this a couple of times, but that really needs to be said today for each one of us is that many times in the church is that we're guilty sometimes that we want them all cleaned up, you know, but God does the cleaning. And uh, think about it. We come to know Christ, the, the, the cleaning process is just starting. And then fourthly, once we have cleaned up, then God, I should say thirdly, God expects us to catch other fish. He expects us to take other people with him. And then last, those people, when they come to Christ, then God starts the cleaning process on them. And on and on the cycle goes. See, I really believe if you go back to think about evangelism and all that, how, how was that supposed to happen? One at a time. And one person affects another person, and then the cycle continues. Somewhere, and I won't be too indicting today. It's too good a day to be indicting. But somewhere we lost our way. Somewhere, once we found it, we, we've lost this giving it away mindset. Somebody wrote it this way. All we are is beggars who have found bread telling other people where to find the bread. Hmm. A little lighter moment. I've, I've often thought about bass. I, I love fishing. You'll hear a lot about that today. It's fishers of men. But uh, I, I love fishing. I do. Um, I, I've always been intrigued I brought one of my favorite lures with me. You can't have it. Uh, this is a Bomber Flat A. This one goes about three or four feet deep. I have some that will go seven or eight foot deep. Caught many a fish on them. This particular lure, I, I just love it. I'm, I'm almost just in love with it. I really do. But I've often been intrigued by fishing. This is where my other side of my mind goes. I've often wondered what it was like for, and I probably caught a three or four pounder on, not, I don't know, on this one, but I wonder what a three or four, four pound bass thinks when he walks, when he swims up to this and he's hungry and he thinks, I'll just take care of breakfast early this morning. And he engulfs this thing and all of a sudden he gets a Tabasco sauce taste in his mouth when you set the hook. And then this little bitty fella right here is dragging him all over the lake. Am I the only one? See, see y'all just don't. I mean, you ever thought that? Big fish gets a little fish, and all of a sudden now the little fish is pulling me all over the lake. And then if that's not enough, you finally get him out of the water, and he sees this mug. I mean, it's, it's a pretty unique thought. But lures, it's amazing. There's some lakes nearby. Uh, we actually have a membership at Lake Kapaya down in Kapaya County, and 
Also, I've been to Colin Panther Bow, and I've been out there a few times. And I found out a few years ago in, in uh, uh, Colin Panther Lake, big 500-acre lake, I think, real deep water, the guys started shiner fishing. And, and what I found out is the more they fish with live bait, the harder it is to fish with artificial bait. Because the fish undoubtedly get wise to the smell and the look and, and all that, the presentation, and they know it's live, and this right here is just acting alive. Hmm. For us, this might, this might help you. I don't know if you're familiar with this symbol. You might have seen it around a lot. But in the world that we live in, that symbol is very prevalent. Uh, the, the symbol itself represents a fish, of course, but there's a lot of history that goes with it. It actually comes from a Greek word, ichthus, that is a Greek word for the word fish. And if you, it's marked all the way back to the second century when there was a lot of persecution for Christians that they would mark things in their culture, in their family, maybe on a wall. Some would even do it on the dirt of the ground. And when someone else would see it, they would recognize that whoever lives here, near here, this person is represented, they're a Christian. And many times they would have fellowship. It was almost like a secret society because of persecution of Christians. And so we do it today. I mean, you see it. I, I found this one, and I guess it's a family of four. You know, two big ones, two little ones. But what are they saying as the car goes down the road? What we're supposed to be saying is there are four Christians in the car. Many times what happens is we get caught, we come to know Christ, and somehow there's a breakdown. Maybe it's the church's responsibility that, that we, we, we forget to tell people that God called us to be redeemed, but then the redeemed are to help someone else be redeemed. Hmm. It's so true. I love this quote I found at C.S. Lewis, and he's one of my favorites, favorite author, some great books I've read, but also some movies. Chronicles of Narnia, one of my favorites. If it's on this evening, I'll probably watch it. But see, he said this. He said, the glory of God and as our only means to glorify him, the salvation of human souls is the real business of life. Man, we're about making a living. They'll scare you to death today with the stock market and we're fixing to run out of money and all this stuff. We're fixing to have mayhem and you need to do this, you need to do that. It all stays on my mind. Let me tell you something. What should stay on our mind is our real business as believers today is helping someone else come to know Christ. Should we provide for? Yes. You know, man doesn't provide for his own. He's worse than an infidel. If a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. Yes, we should be productive in the world that we live in. But our number one responsibility today is to impact other people. If you know Christ and you've been caught, there are people in your life, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplace that don't know Christ. And we're the go-between. We're the difference for them seeing that in our life. Lynn Anderson might not be a familiar name with, for you. He, he wrote a book entitled, They Smell Like Sheep. And it's written from a leadership standpoint, and it's mostly for pastors. And it's basically the premise of the book is this, is that if you're going to win sheep, and if you're going to affect sheep as a quality pastor, then you ought to smell like them occasionally. You ought to be close enough to the sheep that they affect your life. Do you see the parallel today? We should be fishing, folks. And I know this, when you're in a good fishing spot and doing good, you end up smelling like fish. Let me give you some facts about fishing today, all right? When I think about fishing, and it, and it parallels today, first, there's an initial experience. I'm not going to spend a long time on these, but I, I want to share with you. When I was a boy, my love for fishing started very young. Uh, we had a farm. Maybe some of what we're doing now is trying to get back to that. I don't know. But uh, we, had a, we had a farm pond. There was no trees around it. It was hotter than hot. 
uh, in the summer. And I can remember for nine or ten months out of the year, if I had the opportunity to go fishing, I mean, I like being around people, but I just like the solitude sometimes of fishing. And so my experience of fishing started at a very young age. I still remember catching fish. I can remember, I've told this so many times, just recently I was playing golf and saw a loggerhead turtle. And, and, and I reminisced about how many wars I'd had with loggerhead turtles in that pond. I, if you know what I'm talking about, you catch it, start catching a string of fish and put them in the water, and before long you look, and all of a sudden your stringer's walking off. And so when you pull on it, it pulls back, and he comes up, and I don't know if you know that, there's not much meaner animals than a loggerhead turtle. And so a lot of reminiscing, but my love for fishing started at a very young age, and it started with initial experiences. If we're going to be fishermen and fish for men, you have to have an initial experience with Christ. You can't give away what you don't have. So it's initial experience. Secondly, (laughs) there's an initiative to engage. Listen, you get up early, you dream about getting to go fishing, I had a neighbor who was a lot older than me. He was older than my parents even. And uh, he befriended me and would take me fishing. I can remember I didn't have to set an alarm clock. If we were going at 5, I'd wake up at 3 and and don't know if I slept much. There was so much anticipation and and initiative to engage. What I've been praying for is that God, these strange but strong uh, sermons and these verses, is that we would realize that God's called every one of us to be fishers of men. I want to go to heaven. Do you? Amen. But you want me to tell you something? I want to go to heaven with some other people that I've affected too. Hmm. I don't want to have to forget anybody over there because of them not knowing Christ. Hmm. There's an initiative to engage. One of my favorites, one of my favorite guys is Hank Parker. Um, Bass Masters Classic. Won that a couple of times. I love watching his show. Just a down-to-earth guy. If he was part of Lakeshore Church, he'd just fit right in. Uh, He would. But one of the things I noticed about initiative to engage, and it hit me, and I looked it up and found some of them online, and um, I don't have a picture today, but he would, in his show, a lot of times, before it would go off, they would have a, a picture of him in a boat, maybe with someone else, and they would put a verse of scripture up for people to see. You can go online, there are multiple ones on there. And so he was engaging, even though he had this show about fishing, he was engaging other people about where they stand with the Lord. It's so, so neat. And I just wrote it this way that we need to understand. There's an expectation. Expectation is essential. You, you and I should have an expectation of, of who the next one is. And I know that sounds more pastorly and preacher-like, but every one of us have somebody in our life that doesn't know the Lord. Hmm. All right, we do, there should be an expectation. And with that expectation today, I want to do something really unique. All right? And I'm going to ask you to come and stand across the front. Some of the kids are in in nursery and children's church even, but maybe they're in here. But I want these folks to come front and center today. We're going to do something unique. One of the unique things we do around here, folks, if you wholeheartedly embrace them as members of Lakeshore Church, would you let them know that by saying, praise the Lord? Lord. All right. Would you celebrate with them? (laughs) Wonderful. You guys can be seated. In the first service, we had a couple that joined, and uh, they, they were getting out of their seat, and I said, they've come, they're going to sing a duet before they join. And look, they sat back down in their seat. <laughs> we laughed afterwards. It's like, we want to join the church, but not that bad. 
And uh, Sue Mosley said, and plus I can't sing. But anyway, what a wonderful deal. You know, and I, I pray this when we do baptisms. And I say the thing. We have an awesome responsibility as a church, folks. You know what I'm talking about? Because our responsibility is to be Jesus Christ on whatever level that people need. You know, um, just the ages. And, and uh, we're humbled in that. And we're thankful for what the Lord's doing. We truly are. All right. I got three more for you today. And, and the great news is as soon as uh, prayers are made and all of that, we're going to eat. Okay. Isn't that great? <laughs> Oh, me. But anyway, let me give you three more. And uh, some of these are just down where we live. It, it is. Thirdly, when I think about the facts about fishing is it takes effort. Now, there are probably some women in the room that would say, my husband likes to fish. It takes no effort to fish. But he's almost sorry when he's fishing. But that's not the case. Um, there are sometimes you have to do so much. I can, I've got today's, I can almost talk myself out of it. Just because I know what I got to do to go. <laughs> and I know that. I love it. I love when you get there. I love the tranquility of it. I love those types of things. But it takes effort. It also, in that effort, I think about the word interaction. It's natural. Listen to this. It's natural for the ones that Jesus called for us to begin to fish for other people. Uh, I, I guess I'm getting older. I, I think more about heaven. I think about the people that have gone on. I think about the amount of time that, that we've been here and the amount of people that have left. I'm going to see again in glory. But uh, there's, there's some things that come to mind. I, I got where I mentioned my pastor more, men, mentors more. The things they said have more value as you walk through things. But one thing my pastor said that's, that's again, an indictment somewhat is people get over being saved. I think today if we're redeemed, maybe we need to reminisce and, and about how lost we were. Where we would be today without Christ. Maybe we need to think along those lines. I mean, I'm 57. I'm, I'm coming up in June. will be, be 50 years for me that I accepted the Lord. That's amazing. But I think about sometimes if we don't watch it, we, 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 we put things off. We put them out beyond us so far that we forget and then the other thing that happens, and we'll talk about this too in just a moment, is we, we forget about others being where we were and therefore having that burden that we need. It takes effort. Let me tell you this. The Scripture says that when Jesus called them, it says they left their nets, their main way of, of, of occupation, what they knew. They left the boats. And it says James and John left their daddy. Now, in our culture today, I don't know how many we have here our families we have, that the next generation did what daddy and mama does. Well, we don't live in that world anymore. You, you go to college, you decide what your major is, and you, you sort of go a different direction. You don't have somebody that's doing a certain thing, and then their children do it, and their grandchildren do it, and their great-grandchildren do it. But in this culture, that was exactly the way it was. If your dad was a fisherman, you were a fisherman. And then your children and your children and your children. And the point I want to make is for Jesus to come and call them out of what was comfortable to them and what they knew into the unknown was a huge situation. I don't think it's coincidental that John and James's, John's dad is mentioned there, that they left their dad, got out of the boat to go follow Jesus. Hmm. So it takes effort. Fishing, and we call it evangelism, takes effort. And, and, I, I, and I wrote it down. I love putting things out so people get it. You and I were regenerated. In other words, we came to know Christ ultimately to reproduce. If we weren't supposed to win others and affect others, I believe that when we were converted, we'd disappear off this earth. Why is there any reason left for me to stay here 
once I find Christ, if it's not to impact someone else. See, that's where the world has a major effect on Well, we got to make a living, and we got to have this, and we got to have that. we got to have all these other things. But yet the Word says that Jesus called them out to make them fishers of men so they would affect other people. All that other stuff's important. We've already established it. But it needs to be said, we're regenerated to reproduce. Two more. <laughs> They're also expenses. Suzanne's in here, and I hate to tell this, but it's in my notes. I almost wish she could go to the restroom right now. Suzanne has no idea how much money I've spent on fishing. Yeah, no, she doesn't. I've got stuff hidden so she can't find it. <laughs> and, and you know what I'm talking about. All you, all you are thinking about what you've done to you. hide stuff. Now, the one thing I'll tell you, Suzanne's hid dresses before so I wouldn't find them. So I know, I know, I know she knows what I'm talking about over there in that other world that I don't understand, by the way. But, th but think about it. It's expensive. Hmm. Let, me, let me say it this way. You think, you think about the clothes. I mean, you've got to have a certain outfit on, you know. Uh, now I've had enough people with skin cancers around me that I, 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 after I've been out there a little bit, I'm covered all up. It looks more like wintertime than, than summertime when I'm fishing. But you've got to have all that. You've got to have tackle. You've got to have the equipment. You've got to have the boat. You've got to have all of it. All of it's got to be in its order, you know. I, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day on Marketplace. A guy was, and I thought about calling him. I thought, don't go there, Jay. You've already got enough. There was 12 rods, reels, that this guy was selling on Marketplace. Now, if he's in our church, you can pray through today, okay? 12 rods and reels. I can hear Suzanne say, how many do you need? I'm going, well, you need one for worm fishing. You need another one for that lure right there. And you need another one. And you ain't got time to tie them on, so you go fit another lure. But we know what we're talking about, don't we? And they don't, do they? They don't have a clue. But it's expensive. Listen to this. Let me rein it in quickly. The cost of redemption is expensive. So what are you talking about? The cost for you and me to be saved is expensive. Well, Brother Jay, is it that big a deal? It must be. If God sent his only son to redeem us. The cost of redemption is expensive. And all of God's people said, Amen. just so long you're still with me. Listen to this. To be saved, Jesus paid it. Listen to me. I believe this is everything about me. For us to fish for others, I think it's going to cost you something. Hmm. Just like what I got to go to to be able to fish in a pond or to a lake the expenses that go with it, all the things I got to get in order, I think for us to affect somebody else for the cause of Christ is going to cost you something. I don't think you can stay the same when you're saved and not grow and still affect people for the cause of Christ. It's going to cost you something. You're going to have to change. And see, this is where I think people go, well, Brother Jay, I just want enough of God to go to heaven. And that's good because the cost, you can go to heaven because the cost of redemption, Jesus paid it. He paid it all and all to him I owe. But he left me here to affect someone else, so there's a cost. He said, wait a second, we've already had tithe and offering. You going to pass the plate again? That's just one dynamic, folks. Please don't negate this and water it down to money. We're talking about your life. We're talking about the way you live. We're talking about the conduct so that other people see a difference in our life. It's going to cost you something. When you've got to make commitments that the normal world says, what are they doing? They're a fruitcake. They're, they're a square living in a round world. 
You and I have to be different, and it's going to cost us something if we're going to fish, fish for Jesus Christ. It's good stuff. We've got to pay it. And then there's last, and I love this. There's also evidence of a catch. The Scripture says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has passed away, and behold, all things come new. So we're different. You know, in our life, we're different. As God cleans us, <laughs> we catch them, but God cleans them. As God cleans us up, our lives are going to look different. We're going to sound different. We're going to, we talked about that a lot in the mentoring sermon just a couple of weeks ago. But then there's, then there's this. Then not only in our life, but also on our shirt, <laughs> on our shirt sleeve. I want to show you a picture I found. You know, occasionally out at Ross Barnett Rose Reservoir, they'll have a Bassmasters Classic or some other bass tournament. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed that um, somebody, when they were putting in Cracker Barrels, knew that, wait a second, if we put a big parking lot in for buses and for big trailers, then we'll get more people, and a bus can stop in here. And just about on a regular basis, if you look at a Cracker Barrel, there'll be a bus in there because they have a place for them to park. But occasionally when there's a bass tournament going on somewhere, I'm on the road, I'll see one of these rigs, they call them. The guy's got the seventy dollars or $80,000 truck, and it's got all these advertisements and sponsors on them. And then he's got the rig behind it, all right? He's got the boat that you just salivate over if you like bass fishing. The only thing you don't salivate over is the price of it. But have you ever noticed how much stuff's on them? I mean, it's every sponsor under the, under the sun. This one I found. It's all over the boat. It's all over him. <laughs> I even thought about this picture. He's, in, he's got the Jesus fish on the back of his shorts. The point I want to make is this. It's, it's on him. This guy can't go anywhere that people don't know who he is. You see where I'm going? Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be that no matter where we go, people will know who we are? See, I really believe where we went wrong, give you a little church history quickly. Back in the 70s and 80s, I remember like yesterday, probably 80s and 90s would be more accurate. I remember when it came out about churches that you need to be seeker-sensitive. In other words, somebody comes in your church, everybody doesn't need to have coat and ties on. That, that'll, that'll not going to sit well with them. <laughs> you know, you need to be more, and, and I'm one of those. I, I moderated a lot. <laughs> I, told a, I told a story at the first service. I'm not going to tell this one. I don't have enough time. But over time, we do. But, but I will tell you this. We should be different. I said we should be different. There should be something about my life when somebody looks at it, they know or they hear about it, that they see Christ. There's something wrong, and I'm saying this for me. If we can fit in with everybody all the time and not be any different, then I wonder if we even know him. Mm. Because the Word of God says I'm going to be different. And if I've been caught, I know God well enough in my own life to know he's going to clean me up. Hmm. There's evidence. <laughs> There's evidence. Even the Word of God says in Romans 13, 14, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions of the flesh thereof. Then the last one I think about evidence is, is uh, one should be on the line. Uh, Bo and I have spent a lot of time fishing together. I'll, we'll talk about a common friend that we have in just a minute. But, and and uh, there is nothing better if, if you fish. How many of you have fished more than... 50 times in your lifetime. Would you raise your hand? Some of y'all have. Okay. The rest of y'all are living in disobedience, but that's okay. Here's, here's what I want you to There is nothing better than when you got the lines out on the, on the water 
and all of a sudden you see the little tap tap. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody just had a, a flashback. <laughs> Won't hear anything else I say today. And you know what's fixing to happen, Ryan, my son-in-law, we talk about this, is that, and he loves it too. Once that happens, I asked somebody one time that taught me a lot about fishing. I said, uh, when do you set the hook? <laughs> and when you see that tapping, it means it's in his mouth then. And this fellow told me, he said, he ain't got any arms. In other words, the tap tap means it's in his mouth, and you better set the hook. And there's nothing better reeling down, and we call crossing his eyes, or for us to be politically correct, her eyes, okay? <laughs> the point is, is this, is that as believers, we should have somebody on the line. Hmm, what are you talking about? We should be impacting other people, folks. I got some adjustments I got to make to this week because of some doors that God has opened for me to affect other people. Hmm. We should have somebody on the line. In other words, if we're not presenting bait and we're not fishing and we're not conscious of that, then we might not be walking in all the light that God has for us. You start talking about a name, we'll mention that in just a minute. But we start talking about what am I supposed to be doing? Jesus said, if you follow me, we, we witness that today in believer's baptism. Every one of these that join today say, I know Christ. The only one that gets a pass is a small child. But they're saying, okay, I know Christ. If we say we know Christ, he said, if you follow me, I will make you fishers of men, fish for people. That's our number one mandate. As we live and breathe, we should be showing Christ to other people. And there should be other people on the line. Do you follow me? The line's vibrating. You can see it's walking off, and it's time for us to set the hook. It's time for you to talk to somebody about the Lord. It's time for us to show Christ to other people and quit waiting for the preacher and everybody else to do it. God's called you and me to do it in our own circles of our life. That's pretty good preaching right there. I feel like I'm finna pass out. Within the sermon title, I want to remind you, and we need to say this. It's going to be good. My time's almost up, but here we are. We catch them. We catch them. God cleans them. Everybody look at me. Church, I want you to get this. It's sad when the church thinks we clean them. We want people coming in the door. We want them saved. We want them sanctified. We want them tithing when they come in the door. I'm telling you the truth. We see somebody that doesn't talk like us, act like us, and the first thing we want to do is say they're not saved. Now, they could very well be saved, but God's still cleaning them. And I would tell people that if you're looking at everybody else in your life, please think this is going to be tough, but please receive it because I've been there before and God's broke my heart. When you think you got all the answers and you got the box everybody needs to fit in, that stuff's called pride. And, what, and, and you don't need to get right with God. I do. We need to start seeing people the way God sees them. We catch them. Amen? Who cleans them? God does. And see now, there's got to be a cleaning process. You can't just stay the way you are. No, too much word tells us. God wants us to grow. Remember the ladder? you got to grow, all right? And so we do that, okay? Here's, here's what I want to remind you. Each week we're going to talk about strange and strong. This is, listen, could you imagine those guys going, wait a second now. I just caught, and I saw this in the Sea of Galilee. They have fresh, I think it's fresh water tilapia. What it must have been like for them when Jesus said, come on, and I'm going to make you fishers of men. Now, I just want you to stay with me now. Can you imagine what they thought? That had to be the strangest thing they'd ever heard. So we're going to fish for men. So it's strange. 
But let me tell you something. It's also strong. Let me tell you what's strong about it. Tomorrow when you go to work, those people around you, God expects you to fish. That family, let me talk to, let me talk to Daddy for a minute. That family that God blessed you with, he expects you to fish. We need to realize as a community, as a church, God, we're going to send out in a few minutes that God's called us to fish.